This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Fivers, yep, it's your boy High Five Tom, and I've got my very good friend here uh, on the other side of the on the East Coast. Uh, contrary to his name, uh, my very good friend in the uh, po- uh, Oakland nominated podcast host. We didn't actually bring that up when uh, the people that do the Oakland Wars were both on. Uh, I forgot to mention that. Now I feel like an asshole. Uh, but Mr. Wheeler, Utah, Mr. Utah, how are you this evening? Oh, you know. All right, Tom. I can't wait to see if uh, my 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 very distant relative uh, Wheeler, if uh, how he fared against Kenny Omega tonight. Ooh, Wheeler and Kenny Omega tonight, huh? Yeah, I serious people are like they're, they're giving this away for free. It's like it's Wheeler Yuta. I don't get it, but you know, I'm wearing the Matt Taven shirt. You know, there was a while when I first started watching Ring of Honor, I didn't get the appeal of Matt Taven. And then, you know, when I, I wasn't watching, I find out that he, like, blew up and became, like, okay. the guy. It's like, well, shit, maybe there's something there that I just I, I didn't see because I wasn't watching. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe I just need more exposure to, a, to Wheeler Udall. Because I was intrigued, like when he, I saw him in the pure tournament. Because that was the first time I had seen him. And I just don't feel like it's gone up from there. I feel like it's kind of been like oh, I haven't really seen anything more to be like gung ho on this kid. Yeah, it's and I liked Wheeler Yuta before he signed with AEW. He was in the Ring of Honor, uh, that Dojo Pro thing they did a couple years ago, which Jeff Cobb won. Um, and then he came in and dominated uh, the aforementioned. Uh, Money in the Bank winner, uh, Punishment Martinez uh, for the TV title. That's when Jeff Cobbs came in and they were having their top prospect tournament and just came up and beat That's, that's going to be a great TV will. He just came up and beat everybody up. And, and then you know, the tournament just named him the top prospect. Um, awesome. You know, so. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know if he was in Battle of Los Angeles. Um, was he the G1 last year or was he in the. He was in Super Juniors, and he did not have a great. Okay, well, Super Juniors. So I do because he was he was a pure champion when he was in the Super Juniors. Okay, yeah, because I literally just started that uh, 2022 uh, as I go into my New Japan Rewind. So, um, have you watched any of this Independence Day stuff yet from New Japan? Nope, because I don't have a New Japan World account anymore. Not since. Uh, 
Wattlemania ran mild on uh, Super Juniors this year. Fair enough. Well, I mean, it is, you know, it is. You know, maybe, maybe, I pick, maybe I pick it up again for when rolls around like in what Wrestle Kingdom, but. Eh. Eddie Kingston. What's that? Eddie Kingston got a got strapped. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my girl Julia is making some noise, so we'll just say that, and we'll try and keep spoilers free. But uh, yeah, it's been good so far. I just started uh, day two uh, this afternoon, so I didn't have to do jury duty, so that was nice. You didn't have to be municipality, Tom. You could still be Milwaukee, Tom. Yep, yep. So that was nice. So, I could actually so speaking of speaking of making noise, uh, did you did you ask Roderick Strong to chop you? While you were wearing your speedball shirt when you met him? No. Damn it. Because oh. we know he chops too hard. So says Karina. Yeah, I never... Would you take a chop from Roger from Of course I would. Have you taken a chop from a professional wrestler before? No, not yet. I keep fucking it up. So. I feel like Roddy's like on that deeper end of the spectrum of taking a chop. Oh yeah, I mean it would hurt like hell. Um, I should have taken. I will say the, the 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 clip of Matt getting the chop from Dan Moff, one of the best moments in podcast history. Yeah, just because it wasn't a video podcast at that point, so it's just you hear the audio of him being like, okay. And you're just waiting. You're waiting. All of a sudden, you hear the smack. It's like, I'm like, if I could be there, this, what a trip. Yeah. Um, I think the waiting would be worse than anything. So. But uh, tell us, tell us about your your live wrestling experience, Tom. It was it wasn't just down the road. So. No. Um. So Friday, Friday night. Uh. There was. Oh shit. That reminds me. I gotta email that out. Um, I did go to a banger ICW Milwaukee show. It is one of the better shows they've had in a long time. A lot of great action. Um, you can hear all about that on the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. But the next day, uh, as Will alluded to, I did drive all the way to Clive, Iowa, uh, with my good friend Tristan, uh, hopefully future guest on this show. And uh, we witnessed, uh, yeah, I went to my second Pro Wrestling Revolver show, um, my first show in Iowa, so I got that off the list. Um Show was super solid. We had second row, uh, but was highlighted by a main, well, it wasn't necessarily the main event, but uh, Speedball Mike Bailey versus uh, our front runner for 2013 uh, wrestler of the year, Mr. Roderick Strong. And, you know, if you'd have told me three years ago that I'd be watching Roddy Strong versus Speedball Mike Bailey in Iowa, I would have never believed you will. I don't know what kind of fucking time, time continuum uh, this is, but it was a great fucking match. Uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver is usually pretty good about putting these out on YouTube. So when it comes out, make sure you check it out. I won't let you know what happened, but uh, they do chop hard. And they both chop the living shit out of each other. They, uh, two guys, both insanely talented. You know, I mean, that's, it's like you don't even need to see like to just know that that was great. Like, I would take that base value just based on names alone. It delivered. It was it was well worth all the money, time, and effort it took to go see it. Yeah. 
obviously, and you know, as anyone that follows us on Twitter, uh, your dumbass co-host here did uh, take a, a picture with uh, Roddy Strong with a, a Speedball Mike Bailey t-shirt, and he was a really good sport about it. Um, I'm actually wearing the t-shirt I bought from him, uh, which might be my new podcast t-shirt. So this Roddy versus the world as he is Messiah of the backbreaker. Um, yeah, the match fucking delivered. It was great. It was worth every cent. So, and Roddy was super nice. I didn't, I didn't think he would be out there. He was for the longest time. He was the only one out there to sign up pictures, uh, chatted him up a little bit. You know, I told him that we thought, of course, I forgot my fucking stickers in the hotel room. So I'm a fucking dumbass. I would have given him some stickers. Um, and yes, Will, your stickers will be in the mail sometime soon, hopefully. So, um, yeah, it ruled. So, uh oh, Will, did I lose you? Uh oh. All right. So, Will, oh, 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 there we go. Uh, pick up Bailey shirt. Um, and we'll start trying that he's a shit. <laughs> I wish I could blame it on uh, on the weather or anything. I think it's just it uh my the laptop switching to the the wireless in the apartment to connecting to the coffee shop's Wi-Fi that's on the ground floor. Oh, so I was talking. It's like, oh, Tom's froze. And I looked at the corner. It's like, oh, it's because the laptop decided to try to connect downstairs and not, you know, 10 feet this way. I mean, yeah, why would it do that? So, I mean, oh, anyway, whatever. I didn't say anything important anyway. I hope uh, Tom. I'm sorry you had to filibuster while I scramble to get back here. That's a, okay. What are you doing, Smokus? Uh, my cat is currently uh, killing a uh, dryer sheet on the hardwood floor. So you cats it. love those things. She gives no fucks. That is the Smokus cell. I will. How's your week? My week is all right. It's been a busy week. I've, uh, I'm going on 10 days in a row at work. Tomorrow is the last day I have, and then I get a day off. And then hopefully things lighten up going forward. Just have to make you know adjustments with people leaving and whatnot. But it's all right. It was the 4th of July. Uh, it rained, so, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't necessarily a gangbuster. Serious holiday, like me, or maybe hoping it would be. <laughs> What's well, tough one? Still, it's a Tuesday too. It is kind of a weird one, right? It's like, do people leave the weekend before? Do people work up to the Tuesday and then take the the week, the like the following week off? You know, you have options. Yeah, or you just like two working stiffs like Will and I. Both of us worked on the holidays, though. Yeah, do you get that? Um, do you get time and a half or double time or anything in that? Time and a half on the fourth. So I had two time and a half days for uh, this pay period. I got Sunday and I got the fourth of July. Nice. Big. I'm gonna, you know, not to try to steal a gimmick, but I might have to be big money Mercer. You know, 
Millionaire Mercer. I, I like the Millionaire Mercer gimmick. So, speaking well, of gimmicks, we got, we have a we got a lot of gimmicks to answer tonight. We do. Um, yeah. We have several questions of dishonor this week. Who who's do you want to start with? Well, let's start off with Rob's from two weeks ago. Unfortunately, we missed it. Um, as it was, we do. I wish you'd probably be better on letting people let, letting people know when we record. So, Rob, that is on us, a thousand percent. Let's do Rob's questions from last week that we missed. So, Rob, from last week, uh, because we mentioned Chris Hero, he says Chris Hero was on an episode of Border Security where Australian customs checked his bags. But he wants to know which member of the 2013 roster would you trust to smuggle something into Australia? First of all, that's a very dangerous game you're playing, Rob. I don't know if you want to go down that road. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you're smuggling, you know. It depends on what you're smuggling. I think uh, I think I play it safe. I'm gonna go with a with a Mark Briscoe. You know, we talked about him kind of pairing off with Bushwhackers when we talked about our dream tag team matches. So I'm gonna say maybe Mark Briscoe throws on like you know an Australian accent and they think he's one of the Bushwhackers. Maybe uh, maybe he can get through. They think he's a celebrity. You know. There's a lot of different ways I could go with this question. But I think the one that's popping in my head is I think I would use Mike Mike Bennett and Mike Nellis for obvious reasons. Obviously, Mike, uh, Mike Bennett's a very handsome-looking gentleman. Um, he looks trustworthy. And obviously, Maria can be very charming in her ways. Um, you know? Be charming. Be, be, be the one to cause a scene, right? Maybe she gets like, you know, I want to talk to the manager. Maybe it's not worth the headache. It's a good answer. You know, so and I'm looking there smuggling like cheese curds for me or something like that, or maybe some spotted cow which you can't sell outside of Wisconsin. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, Mike Bennett and Marie Canals. What is it? I'm going to go, yeah, Mike Bennett and Marie Canals. No, uh, you, what, what were you saying? The what was I mean? You can't sell, you said you can't sell it outside of Wisconsin? Uh, the Spotted Cow Beer. Spotted Cow Beer. What is Spotted Cow Beer? It is a product of Mugler's Brewing Company. It is a very good brown ale and is probably one of the more famous uh, micro beers of Wisconsin. Uh, it is pretty much a state, you know, state beer, you know, that's not shitty beer. So, um, like, I always, whenever I fly out to New York, I do smuggle some out uh, for our good friend and former guest, Mr. M- Rob Domingo. Uh, also known as Bullet Club Rob. So, yeah. So it's illegal to sell outside of Wisconsin. Yeah, like uh, there's bars in like Illinois and Minnesota that will buy it and chuck it over, and when they get caught, like it's it's a deal. Yeah. That's I'm not gonna lie. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the 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 set the outside sale of beer outside of this of the of the state. I'm curious now. I might have to. Google that after and look into that. Yeah, it's and that, listen, it is really good. And don't get me wrong, you know, I'm not a I'm not a big quote unquote cracker guy, but um, you know, 
Well, a, a good a good brown ale is hard to find. There's not a lot of brown ale options. Yeah. And I do like my Newcastle, which is completely different, um, but it's a browner ale. So I went uh, my not to get too far off track, but like my uh, my family's Christmas party, we like all pick names for like a secret Santa kind of thing. And I got my my older cousin, and I asked his wife, I'm like, well, what what kind of stuff could I get? Because you know he's you know he's the successful one, pretty much, right? He went first one to go to college, got the job while he was still getting his degree. Now owns the business that he was hired to work for. Cool. Like. Ace is she like, well, he really likes brown ale. And I went to my local beer shop and they're like, not a lot of choices. It's like, okay, I guess give me what you got. That's funny. Yeah, it's funny. So do we want to, do we want to answer Rob's new question? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's for this week. So. I have a cap on my head. So for, for this week. Rob's question, because we mentioned B.J. Whitmer, we'll see <laughs> B.J. Whitmer again. We mention him every week. Kevin Sullivan was brought into 2016 ROH's B.J. Whitmer's kayfabe father. I guess, spoiler alert for something that happened. Wow. Shit, however many years ago. Yeah. We'll get to it eventually. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll cover this in another <laughs> three years. Um. But if we had to pair a wrestling legend with a member of the 2013 roster in a father-son storyline, who are we pairing up? Well, the first people that come to mind, um, even though neither are members of the Ring of Honor roster in 2013, um, because this was a gimmick, uh, but MJF and Polk Cabana and AEW were doing the whole illegitimate father-son thing. Um, and that was before MGF was MGF, and it was fucking hilarious. And it was as good as you can imagine. Um, but I am going to go with... Now, hopefully Papa Briscoe does not hear me say this. Because uh, I don't want Papa, you know, any heat Papa Briscoe. I've talked to him, you know, previously for a couple seconds of my life. But I'm going to go... Uh, this this seems to be a person who's a very popular person. Uh, I'm going to answer the question, Sonner. But I'm going with Mick Foley and the aforementioned Mark Crisco. There's a lot of funny stuff that could come from that. There's a lot of funny stuff that could come from that. Um, it just, I mean, they're both toothless. They're both, you know, they're both fucking toothballs. Um Yeah, I'm going to go with Mick Foley and Mark Crisco. I mean, every week we try not to pick the Briscoes. For the question of dishonor, but it's tough. I mean, that one just just fits. Hmm. Who would I pick? And I don't know if they have to be dead or alive, but I really think, um, like a ravishing Rick Rude being father and son with Matt Taven would be a lot of fun. Right, and then truth, he's not your real dad. Yeah, or maybe he is. What if, uh, what if we went with uh, a Bret Hart, Steen's father? <laughs> All right, 
Um, yeah. And then, I mean, it should. It, it, part of this shouldn't be that hard, right? Because there, I mean, there's been however many legends, but the 2013 roster feels, it feels light. It still feels like a very light roster right now. And hopefully that changes sometime soon. But um, you hopefully know, it changes. And you can you could do Dynamite Kid and Dave Richards. That would just make you know make sense. But I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with my original though, Mick Foley, and uh, Mark Briscoe. Oh my God, that'd be better, wouldn't it? Bret Hart is Davy Richards' father, <laughs> and then Bret Hart has to try to get Davy Richards over in Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. There we go. That's another five thousand dollar idea. There it is. See, it took me a bit. It took a little. It took a little, little mental gymnastics to get there, but we got there. Man, um, I mean, Tony Khan just start sending the three of us, you know, our five thousand dollar checks. You know, I think we're we're getting up there now. So, um, I don't know if we're ever going to top Mark School reading Shakespeare, but. Yeah. So awesome. Well, Rob, as always, make sure you do listen to um, on Tanking the Territory and uh, on Booking the Territory and all the great shows. I know they are doing a, uh, what was it, uh, a BT Gator Golf Best of episode soon. So, um, yeah. Gator Golf. Hell yeah. Uh, not technically members of Vision and Global Media. I don't know why. Uh, they probably should be, uh, but definitely VGM adjacent. Um, great time, great friends of the show. I mean, it's, it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like the broadcast, right? Like the Wizards put over the broadcast, but I think they I feel like they say the broadcast isn't technically part of the Shining Wizards network. Well, they are now. They are now okay. Yeah, because yeah. I get Wizards podcast, and then I get like the Wizards podcast feed. I don't remember seeing. I also don't know how often they put out episodes either. But uh, and we and it's a. Uh, Speaking of which, that's also two guys we definitely need to get on the show uh, one of these days soon. So, yeah, they're uh, they're officially part of the network show, finally. So, hey, Rob, but thanks again. Um, yeah. Yes, thank you, Rob. Thank you. Oh, Rob always has great questions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how many $5,000 checks have we gotten from Rob? So. Right. Rob, Rob asked the thinking questions. Like, Rob asked the questions where we got to sweat it out a little bit. Yeah. But the answers – there's there's been, some, there's been some fun stuff there. Yeah, and Rob, if you want to, if you want to, um, like you know, after you listen to this, uh, send us your answers, any th- thoughts you had, uh, let us know. So, you know, obviously, Brendan always gives us his answers. And... But speaking of Brendan, do do we want to go to Brendan's or do we want to answer uh, Freed's question? Well, let's do Freed's first. Freed's first. That's our our buddy, just naturally. Him and our friend David Bauer did put over quite a bit on uh, one of the last episodes there. They were talking music. My name got brought up a lot. I'm very flattered being the, I guess, the, the legend that I am. I mean, you know, I'm wearing the Matt. Am I wearing the Matt Taven shirt, or is the Matt Taven shirt wearing me? We'll find out. But Freeze wants to know if we were to, you know, we have our towels 
That's right. Tom and I signed up for the Catchpoint Wrestling School. We're training with Drew Gulag and Tracy Williams and uh, Wheeler Utah, my, my, my distant cousin there. Yeah. We travel back to 2013. Um, and we're going to be working on it. Are we uh, are we heels? Are we are we baby faces? Let's start with that point. Let's start with that. If uh, if you were to jump into the 2013 roster, Tom, would you want to be a baby face or would you be working heel? Well, um, I would definitely be trained probably over at Black and Brave uh, Academy, which I was just at the coffee shop for uh, on Sunday. By the way, uh, I, I was going to say we, we, that was a little 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 gem in the in the group chat. Yeah, uh, yeah, awesome, Jim. It's right there. Uh, great spot. I don't know. I, I'd probably be a face, you know, for, for now. You know, it's always fun when uh, the face turns. Um, Ring of Honor kind of needs some faces right now, uh, especially if Scum is running wild, so they kind of help battle Scum. And I know this is going to sound tacky, but something that always pisses me off in my childhood is uh, I figure if the Florida Key can be a finishing move that no one ever kicks out of. I'm going to bring back the DDT as a finishing move. It's straight up DDT. And no one's ever going to kick out of it. Straight up DDT. I mean, it used to be, right? You know, back when Jake the Snake and Raven did, it was the... Yeah. The end. You know, not a fancy DDT. No. You know, like Bobby Roode does. I do like, uh, I do like his DDT. The, the one Matt Taven's been using, uh, especially on this episode. I don't know what it's called, but uh, yeah, it's a literal straight up DDT that I make so awesome that no one ever picks out of it. That's right. Tom's talking about hooking the head face face down. Yeah. That's, that's all you need. Game, set, match. So I'd have to work face, right? I would need people like me. I don't know if I can be a convincing heel. Uh, finishing move, as per free question, that's a toughie, right? I I fancied a, a DT for a long time as a finishing move. Powerbomb, you know, high, some high impact. Something that maybe takes a little more setup. But uh, I also think when uh, the WWE games had uh, uh, create the finisher, I created a a variation of a running neck breaker, and I called it the drive by for my my friends drive by Bukaki. Nice. Okay. But lately, I've been more of a submission guy, so maybe I'll say that the, the Tequila Sunrise would be my, my finishing submission. Or maybe, uh, or maybe I'd go with the DDT. And we, we, maybe we feud over, over the moveset. Good. So... And, uh, he asked if our if our first feud would be the true team, but what if it was us? What if what if we feud? Um. All right. I feel like I'd, I'd have to be healed at that point. I'd have to, I'd have to be the one that turns on you. He's a heel, goddamn. All right. You've got a 
you've got that Midwestern charm. Nobody would buy you as a bad guy. Hmm. I, don't know. I don't know about that, but and I know it wasn't necessarily the question, but uh, if we were a tag team together, Will, we'd be a heel tag team. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. I'm so I'm sure I'm hearing you. I got I got this spotty Wi-Fi. It's not it's not as the spotted cow. Hmm. I will bring you some, by the way, in April. I can't. I wouldn't be able to drink it, so don't don't uh, don't risk. Whatever legal action would, would come from it. Well, I can take it. I just can't sell it. See? Uh, so, so you can distribute it. You just can't profit off it. Right. Yeah, you can take it out of the state. You can't, you just can't sell it. Shit, I have a friend who lived in Singapore for a while, and she said it was like, it's so clean. That gum, you couldn't buy gum in Singapore. You cannot have gum shipped to you. But if you had it like on your person, you could have it. But gum is a big no-no there because people stay to shit. It's a very clean place. This makes sense. I think Milwaukee could be fucking friendly. Um, but yeah, if we were a heel tag team, you know, who would our first our first food be with? I just say all scum. You want to you want to take it straight to scum. You want to yeah. You want to you want to you want to wrap this this plot line up. Yep. We maybe we bump somebody else out from Team ROH and maybe we're the the hot young guns brought in to help put an end to scum. You know maybe we could do like a center. So would we be heels? Are, are we are we kind of like we'll help, we'll help you out, but we want something in return? Like we're not helping out of the goodness of our hearts. We want five thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, I think each. Yeah, yeah I think for five thousand dollars a piece, and I think uh, we'll take it on scum. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and then we can. Uh, at this point, at this point, I do it for five. Yeah, um, that's probably another reason this is such a good episode when I think about it. So, um, all right, but yeah, obviously, uh, thank you, Freeze. Make sure you do check out Nattering with E. Uh, and obviously, Eric is a two time guest on Ring of Honor, actually, three time guest, thank you, uh, on Ring of Honor Reverie. But, uh, yeah, we will get on there one of these days. Um, I just need to get my shit together so. But well, we've got one final question of this honor, Will. Do. Someday there'll be a more legitimate setup of me just pulling that up on my phone and playing it every week. But until then, our friend Brendan at Irish Misfit is on vacation. So he wants to know. Who from the 2013 Ring of Honor roster are we taking on vacation with us? And he said that he would pick the Briscoes. He said, I have a feeling we would go hunting and camping while I don't drink. He would love to watch them throw back a bunch and just have a great time outdoors. And you could get a a feeling of that, if you were to pick up 
Raised in Sandy Fork, the Nesco Brothers DVD. You know what, Will? One of us may actually have a copy of that DVD. He has not watched yet, so. I bought it a long time ago off of, boy, when you can buy DVDs off of our on club. Huh, weird. I got a Sweet Them Boys green t-shirt and an awesome DVD. Huh, boy. Can't go to Honor Club and buy shit anymore, though, Will. I mean, you can. It redirects you to the, the Pro Wrestling Tea store. No, I want to buy it from fucking Honor Club. And my goddamn... They Honor work for good shirts, too. Okay. They're print-to-order. Print Sweet. on it. You'd, get, you'd be able to order it before the general, pub, the general public would. Yeah. yeah That's something that Back when it meant something to have Honor Club. Um, yeah, and it'd be nice if I could just like hit resume. That button doesn't work anymore. Um, I have to read three or four times before I can get any volume on TV, but whatever. But speaking of Eddie Kingston, like we were earlier, and Jay Briscoe, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Eddie was rocking uh, that Jay Briscoe tribute on the tag match, and I won a new fan wrestling, so um, it was. I mean, the, the obvious answer here is obviously the brisket, which it is for most questions. But I'm going to pivot a little bit. Uh, the person I would actually really like to hang out with, um, Jimmy Jacobs. I bet you Jimmy Jacobs really likes to have a good time. I also used to like to have a really good time. I can't believe you're picking a member of Scum to go on vacation with. See, I just don't think of Jimmy, like, Jimmy Jacobs is, like, above Scum. Like, he transcends Scum. Scum goes against science. Scum goes on the top, and you got to, like, skim it off. Yeah. So, uh, I know Jimmy Jacobs. I mean, let's see what Jimmy Jacobs is trying to see. You know, but I'm not a big fan of the Z, though, so I'm going to go with Jimmy Jacobs. Mine is if I'm going on vacation, I want a party, but I'm not looking to have a bunch of hoopla. No hoopla. I'm like uh, the, the 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 professed or what some people say he's like a rap boy. What was that? Thomas, can you hear me? Hello. Yep, I can hear you now. Oh, I said, I want to have a good time, but I don't want a hoopla. So I'm going to pick the man that Truth Martini claims is just a big frat boy. I'll pick Roger Strong. Road trip. I, I, I can definitely see that. Actually, I did get some uh, very good Roger Strong stories uh, from people other than Roger Strong that I will tell you off air about. So. Yeah, I could definitely see that being a good time. You know, the other thing too is right here, you know, you know, if we're like side by side, I would make him better because I look like this. The people listening know what this is, mm. this is the hand motion and they can't see me. But 
I would be like, maybe maybe Ronnie's my wingman or something, you know? Maybe he's like, oh, have you met my my buddy Will Utah? Yeah, I could definitely see how you get the time. So. All right, well, Brendan, thank you so much for your question this week. Uh, and everybody, you know, make sure you keep sending in those questions. Uh, we appreciate them. Uh, hopefully, we answer them to everyone's satisfaction. But uh, Will, before we did uh, dive into this spoiler alert, uh, fantastic episode of TV. Uh, any other thoughts? I think I should just set him. Oh, do you have any other thoughts, Will? No, only is just for, you know, keeping stuff easy to find and easy to keep track of. If you want to submit questions to the honors, there are QODs. Uh, please add it to our pinned tweet on our Twitter page. Uh, is the most organized one I think is ordered in oh. received. Oh. Oh, Will fills up. Basically, what Will is telling everybody that uh, if you're going to send in your questions of dishonor, uh, keep them organized. Uh, send them in on our, we do have a pinned tweet on that. Uh, hashtag uh, Q, uh, QOD. Um, and we will get those answered for you. So, um, all right, we might have lost Will here for a second. Uh, but real quick, uh, we are going to go over uh, Ring of Honor TV episode 94. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you.
G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's T H E B R O K A S T. And you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, Castbox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Oh, so you hear that? <laughs> that was perfect. Uh, I'm going to have to invest in like a second Wi-Fi router or something to have to hook up when I'm I'm in the, the other room recording. This nonsense is for the birds. Um, well, wherever you're at right now is absolutely perfect. So, um, I just killed the video, but it did the same thing. It tried to... This time it bounced to like three different Wi-Fi's. It tried to connect to like three different ones. That's weird. It's, ugh. You know, maybe I should just do this on my phone. My phone works fine. <laughs> yeah. It would just be a little hard to get the questions of dishonor. Well, I mean, your co-host could step in and help out with that, maybe, possibly, so. Um. But will um, 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 I did plug? I don't know if you're here, but I did plug that you know. Make sure everyone. 
Uh, sends in their hashtag, hashtag QOD, QOD uh, to the pin tweet. And uh, Tom will do his best not to retweet that tweet by accident, thinking he was on one of his other Twitter profiles. But, Will, uh, we alluded earlier last week a little uh, tease slash spoiler alert for this week's TV episode. Um, but before we get into that, this is Remar TV episode 94, uh, originally aired in July 6, 2013. Uh, but will our opening match was CNC Wrestling Factory versus uh versus who? The Sloth Hunters themselves, the Beaver Boys, John Doug Reynolds and Johnny Silver, Johnny Hungy. Um, this was a very pleasant surprise. Uh, we had you know uh, mentioned earlier that uh, Honor Club has not been working very well. So I like I can't start hit play when I hit resume. So I started from a couple minutes into the episode. So I pulled I was like three minutes in the episode, and I'm like, wait a minute, is that fucking Alex Reynolds and John Silver? Um, and it sure shit was though. So our first container, and hopefully that was an excellent. It was an excellent surprise. I didn't know. I never know what to expect when you text me and say there's a surprise. So it's like, oh, is it actually a surprise? Is it a surprise I'm going to want? And the the Beaver Boys is a surprise that I wanted. Yep. And they look great. Uh, I did not realize they were trained by Mikey Whipwreck. Yes. Um, yeah, and uh, I do have to, I did have to crack up that uh, Kevin Kelly's like, oh, Mikey Whipwreck, someone you know very well. And the secret is like, never heard of him. Um, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny, so. Um, you know, and then uh, also speaking of Steve Perino, he did mention why does uh, CNC Russell Factory keep getting title matches and they keep losing? Um, he's not wrong. You know, obviously we are big fans of the CNC Russell Factory here, but uh, you know, uh, at this point, I did not realize that Silver and Reynolds had tagged that long. Did you know that, Will? I did. They they have been they've been tag teaming for a very for a while. Um. They mentioned that it was not to, you know, just put over other podcasts that aren't ours, but if you want to go way back in the archives of the AEW Unrestricted podcast, their interview was excellent talking about how long they've been a team and whatnot. Huh. Also, that great awkward silence when Aubrey's like, so why were you guys called the Slop Hunters? <laughs> and here, Johnny's... <laughs> Hear Johnny Hungy be like, well, it's, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, Aubrey, that's all That's all we're going to say. The Sloth Hunters to the Beaver Boys to the Dark Order. You know, and honestly, I did not know much about them until they popped up in AEW. I did see John Silver a couple times in uh, PWG, but, um, yeah, it was great to see. It was, uh, it was a pleasant surprise, and, you know, hopefully you uh, agreed with my surprise, which obviously you did. But uh, and I really like those CNC Russell Factory T-shirts, the uh, whatever those are. So if someone wants to pick one up, those funny. Let me know. Um, Silver and Reynolds, they look great in here. Fun tag team work. Um, you know, Carino agrees this. Cedric is a star, and you know that uh, Carino just ripping on Ring of Honor, saying they're not going to pay him, uh, but he would. And then uh, definitely we get a uh, adrenaline rush. You know, scoping off the match. And at the end, we get that uh, 
three sled sitters into the frog splash and uh CNC Russell Factory gets the win, but as always, Cedric's got one pretty ass uh frog splash, but this match is a lot of fun. Uh obviously we are big fans of Reynolds and Silver on this podcast, if you didn't know that, but uh Will, do you have any other thoughts? No, tons. It's kind of a bummer. I mean, I guess it's you know, it's great when you watch a wrestling show. You have the team that's there all the time. You've got the team that's kind of brought in to to work a match. So I mean, there's no expectations of uh, of Silver and Reynolds coming out with a win. Yeah, but still, excellent match, fun match, a little little spice because the the tag team division is has been feeling a little lacking lately. I feel like. Redragon's uh, world title reign has been really underwhelming. Uh, I feel like they really haven't been around. Like they're champs, and uh, you know, we'll see in this episode where you text a picture of them. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I don't, they largely feel not present. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. Red Dragons, the the tag champs. That's that's what was everybody's after. I mean, it's really just, I mean, American Wolves, Red Dragon, and CNC, really, you know, and then Red or uh, Titus and Compton, you know, and then the Bravada Brothers ones, um, you know, and obviously the Briscoes are around the tag team. So, um, yeah, I just start booking some goddamn tag team so. <clears throat> well, I mean, we do. Have, I, I, I'm sorry. We do have obviously Tadarius and ACH too. So, uh, but real quick, we get our H55 cash now. I still haven't called them back. Uh, Will had alluded to it earlier. You can buy. Uh, what was it? Born and Raised in Sandy Fork, I think. Uh, the Briscoes DVD. I do have it. I have not watched it yet. Uh, but after that, Will, we Nigel on the stick. And after Best in the World, he's reminded why he loves his company. Uh, you know, and he puts over that Mark and Jay uh, made everyone proud, you know, but they're both hurt. You know, Jay re-injured her shirtless shoulder, and Mark, obviously, after taking three fucking goddamn Jay drawers, uh, is pretty pretty cussed. Uh, so he won't compete in stage, uh, stage cage, uh, steel cage warfare, you know. Seabury, I love this, clapping very loud and cheering from, uh, from ringside. Yeah, and he said a couple things, and Nigel's just kind of glared back at him. Just wait. Um, but obviously, Carl is cheering. Uh, they're asking certain somebody, Will. They're, uh, who do they want to see? Mr. Wrestling himself. And he comes to the ring. Blue smock man, here. Whatever the band is, you know, unsettling differences. Out comes Kevin Steen. He's like, Nigel, you got to put in. And I just like I don't know. I mean, Kevin Steen's uh, record against scum, and especially in tag team matches, not great. No, well, Kevin Steen's record since losing the title in general, but you know, and like Nigel said, I mean, Kevin Steen started scum. So, Brett, there's still that question of how loyal is he to Ring of Honor? Scum still. How is it going to be to Ring of Honor? Yeah. How reliable is he? <laughs> and then we get our uh, NWO segment. Scum comes out, and then Elgin, Ethan, and Whitmer come out. Blah blah blah. Um, 
But then we get a quick ad here, so in uh, Milwaukee, which is not on Honor Club, so unfortunately we're only getting uh, the Night of Hoopla. They're not getting the Milwaukee or Dearborn shows, but um, but they're pushing it pretty heavy here, so I'm kind of surprised about that. But uh, it's gonna be Bobby Fish versus Davy uh, Davy Richards. Obviously, there's a lot of heat there, and then uh, Edwards versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, but our next match, we get a Women of Honor. Uh, I forgot all about this happening until they invade a scout come out. It's like, oh shit, that's right. They they did say this would happen yeah. on the, the episode after Best of the World. They followed through with something they promised. And uh, I, I was actually going to mention this when I saw Veda Scott on Saturday, but I didn't get there. Well, I chickened out. It was just awkward. It wasn't in the right time. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's Mischief uh, versus Veda Scott making her Ring of Honor in-ring debut. And obviously, Will, you know, Steve Carino being Steve Carino, uh, you know, says, you know, Talks about getting kicked in the baby maker, um, whatever. But Veda's is a legit lawyer, it looks like. Veda looks this, like, my, my hopes for this match were maybe a little high. Yeah. Because I know Veda trained to be a wrestler, but I don't know how long she had been training up to this point. They didn't really feel like they were on the same page. Yeah. And I mischief seemed kind of uninterested. Yeah, I think she seems that's a good way of putting it. Um I'm not too high on mischief. You know, I think I mean I mean she is carrying the division right now. She's really the only one. Um like you know, Veda's throwing forearms and stuff and she's just like not reacting. It's not even like she's no selling it. It's just like, yep. Yep, you're hitting me. Like, cool. Yeah, alright. Um, you know, they don't look, she looked all right in spots, but I did like the dive in the corner where she basically just dove into mischief and then like slid out of the ring. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, she did hit... Yeah, uh, it, was, it was okay as far as like a first foray into the ring goes, like, officially under, like, the Ring of Honor banner. But they've been built, they've been hyping this up for however long. And Kevin Kelly said, you know, he wanted to get Veda's thoughts on this at best in the world, but R.D. Evans sat in with him instead. Yeah. And, oh, it was, I didn't think Veda was going to win. Veda did not win. But she did kick out of a power bomb where I thought was out of it. Uh, she did kick out of her finishing uh, desecrator DDT thingy, uh, but then took a second rope uh, eliminator DDT to, to pin her. So stick whooping. So yeah, she she beat the the she beat the twenty count after getting a taking a really shitty looking German suplex on the, the outside. Yeah. And I've got my notes here. Cell phone talks about upcoming shows. I don't know what that means. Though, so. uh, but will the next match though? Oh, it's because it's the uh, the announcer. They're they're like oh, house show yeah. announcer was was plugging the upcoming shows. You're right. 
I still got heat with that guy. He'll call Will. I'm, you know my notes. Well, obviously, that's why you called him cell phone, not by uh, his name. Yeah, I, I'm still irritated by that guy. But, um, you know who else is irritated, Tom? <laughs> Silas Young. Silas Young, not happy in general, but no. specifically in this moment, not happy about following the women's match. Women, according to Styles, don't belong in the ring. Don't belong in the Ring of Honor ring. No. They, uh, but neither do pretty boys like Adam Page. Yeah, you know, and Silas is like, yeah, I mean, it probably takes you just as long to get your hair ready as it does my wife. So shout out to both uh, personal friend of Ring of Honor, actually, Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, uh, Val Malone, and uh, her uh, fiance. The outlaw Zach Hendricks, uh, which is um, Silas's ex-wife. Wife at the time, so. Um, but goddamn, Will, you know, hot start to this match. Uh, and it didn't stop until Paige drop kick. Uh, Silas was trying to do a cross body block. Um, Silas racks his nuts on the on the barricade. Yeah, super flex off the barricade. We really love the the balance there. Um, Paige is a dragon suplex into a victory roll. Um, God damn, Will, these motherfuckers got under five minutes, and that match did not feel like under five minutes in all. They, we we said it. We said it in in uh, in like our, our our pre-production. Like they got a lot of shit in for being around five minutes. And the crowd was into it. Kevin Kelly gave him a standing ovation. The crowd gave him a standing ovation. I don't know about you, Will, but I gave him a standing ovation. Uh, this match ruled. This is really. When, you know, when a company, you know, gives you only five minutes, just making the best of it. And these two were fucking pros at it. Um, and, and then we saw a very professional code of honor after the match. Silas Young is lost in, uh, in great stride. <laughs> yeah. Silas Young, not a sore loser at all. Nope. So. Fucking headbutting the kid. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I did uh, not to suck my own dick or anything, but I did talk to Silas on Friday, and uh, we did talk about snacks a little bit, and I complimented him. It was it was awesome. I mean, this, you know, it, I don't even think this would be rated on cage match because it's under five minutes. But this is a, a solid as far as TV goes. Uh, match of your contender, it's probably wouldn't win, but I loved it. No, a lot of fun, you know, and it's nice. We've seen Silas before on TV and stuff, but it's been just kind of like, here is Silas Young. Like, he doesn't, no promos, not not real character stuff, whereas we're getting last real man. Yeah. That prick. Yeah. He does it so well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Um some people are just a natural asshole, you know what I mean? Some people just pull it off so well. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you can find this match, you know, I don't know if it's out there anywhere, go ahead and watch it. Watch it twice. I did. I mean, it is out there. It's on Honor Club. If people are watching along, they would have watched it. Yeah. Hopefully they do. Well, listen, yeah, episode, episode 80. Well, it's episode 94 of TV. Oh, my bad. Um, Episode 94, June, July 6th, 
Yeah, and if uh, high fivers, if you do watch match, uh, you know, hit us up. Let us know what you think. You know, I loved it. I, I can't say it enough. So, you know, and uh, the first time Dynamite ran in Milwaukee, they had Adam Page versus Silas, and uh, now we know why. I mean, these guys have great chemistry. Running it back. They just fit. Obviously, they had that great match in the, in the top prospect tournament, too. So, and uh, not say, but I do say that Silas Young was the, the Mike Mondo breakout star of 2013. So, we shall see. Uh, but, Will, um, any more thoughts on that before we dive into our, our pretty super solid main event? No, I said this. This has been, like I said, I think my my expectations for the Veda mischief match were maybe set a little too high. Because otherwise, I mean, you know, we had that that opener, and it was a cool, you know, seeing it now. Great surprise of seeing Alex, Alex, uh, and Johnny. You know, I'm hype, and then we get. You know, I'm not as interested in like the, the, the scum bit, but. Carino, you know, really sells it where it's like, oh, you know, these top two guys are, are really hurt. And Carino's just like, woo! Who are they going to replace him with? Nobody! <laughs> yeah, and, and it was just, I mean, Nigel's plants back were, were, you know, worth it in gold, so. You know, then we, you know, we had the women's match, and we had this, and it, made, it came right out of the commercial. Silas is already in the ring with a microphone being like, this is bullshit. Fun match. Fun post-match. We don't get a lot of just like post-match beatdowns like that, right? Because it's like, oh, it's Code of Honor and whatever. But not not this time. So, but our main event will. Uh, as, as Mark Henry would say, time for our main event. Is... Eddie Edwards versus Matt Taven. Uh, Eddie Edwards had one approving ground match, you know, to get this title shot. You know, I he did. discussed this well. Do you know why it's called a world TV title? Need this title around the world? I don't know. Um, maybe you know, pre- details, details. I don't know. Uh, but I have to crack up, you know, see Karina pick in Eddie Edwards. Uh, parents from Nanny Eddie. Even though his last name is Edwards. Uh, so then he's, you know, he's just like, God damn it, I think maybe I'll name my next kid Corey Carino. I'm like, that's a little on the, a little on the cusp of realize his six name is Colby Carino. So, you know, uh, great action. Um, you know, there's a pretty nasty uh, outside the ring tree roll drop kick. And, uh, you know, Steve Carino goes crazy. Oh, that, that tree of roll drop kick was bananas. That basically Taven was leaning outside the uh, the three wolf caught up on the turnbuckles and Edwards. Um, yeah, pretty much nailed him. And this is kind of a role reversal because usually Edwards is the one taking the beating. Uh, but Taven looked really good. I mean, Taven got ass with. Well, that was kind of the story they told in that proving ground match, too, was Taven wasn't faring great. So they've said, you know, maybe you take the L. Just so you stop getting your ass beat. Yeah. But Taven got plenty of good offense in on his own. I mean, he he did hit the Angels' wings. Yep. Only only a two. 
And uh, speaking of Angels wins, this is kind of a stretch, but it appears that Christopher Daniels was the first member of Ring of Honor not to adhere to the Code of Honor. Uh, if, if you haven't seen Christopher Daniels and he'll meet, like the fallen angel Christopher Daniels or anything new, he's fucking funny. That guy's so underestimated, but I will real quick. I have a question for you. Do you have any idea why they call it skidding the cat? I have no idea. I, I, I mean, so okay, they go to the top rope, they hang on to the top rope, and they come back in. I don't know how that has got into this being a cat. Do you have any idea? Couldn't tell you. Okay. It it's probably just something like somebody was probably called it that right at one point. They saw it's like, oh, he skinned the cat. And it just stuck. And it just stuck. You know, it's kind of like the skin of the teeth kind of thing, where it's like you're almost out. You got nine lives. You pull yourself back in. Okay. Um, but, uh, in the end, uh, Edwards has a one-legged crab on uh, Octavian, obviously, and then Truth Distraction. Edwards goes for Truth. Uh, Scarlet throws a belt in. Octavian misses Edwards with his um, misses Edwards with the with the belt. However, that was really fucking smooth, by the way. So basically, he swung at him. Edwards ducks, leg sweeps him, and rolls him into another one-legged crab. It was a great fucking move. Uh, and then Silesia stands up, and then uh, Taven kicks Edwards to the ropes, which Silesia's kind of standing there. But uh, that's just enough for Taven, Taven to get the distraction, and he also sneak DDP came for the win. Um, and he plant, he planted Edwards too. Like when they showed that replay, yeah, Ed- Edwards took all that. He he landed square on his dome, like straight up. And uh, so I mean. Yeah, and he, he sold it great, too. I mean, he stood up there for a second. Like, I mean, he, like, like Will said, he planted him. And, like, Edwards is, like, perpendicular to the mat for a good, like, second, second and a half. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of chicanery, but ultimately Matt Taven pretty much wins this clean, you know, for a heel. Uh, you know, we were kind of down on Taven for a couple weeks, but these last couple matches, he's, he's looking better again. He's starting to come into it. So, I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're getting more. I like that they're kind of rolling back the, the chicanery of it. And it, they're letting him wrestle more. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, and obviously, you know, we, we've talked in previous episodes. Uh, these two are, you know, dance partners. They're familiar with each other. Uh, you know, they, they have great chemistry. Um all in all, Will, this is probably might be the best TV episode of the year so far. Bar hasn't been that high, but yeah, this was a really fun episode. A lot of fresh stuff. I mean, they're they're back in Baltimore, so you know the crowd's gonna be great. You know, they they seem to pull out the extra stops for the Baltimore tables. Yeah, I I, I don't know what it is, but it's that new layout for for the boys and everything. Um, yeah, I love. I mean, yeah, mischief, mischief, and you know, it was it was okay. Um, but I mean, it was the worst match on a great card, you know. So, and you know, I'm a little nervous because Kevin Kelly's just talking about how this is gonna be the best month in you know of Ring of Honor TV, and last time we said that was Fight in February. So, 
Uh, we do have some more championship matches coming up. Uh, next week, I think it's Street Dragon, right? Versus CNC? I think. So. I'm sorry. I, 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 I can't answer you because I dropped out and I came back in, and so I don't know what we were pontificating. Oh, um, yeah, I was, I was just talking about how, uh, you know, Kevin Kelly says it's going to be the best month of Ring of Honor TV uh, ever. And like I said, you said that for Friday, February. We'll start out hot and definitely the shit. So, well, not that same thing. The, well, I think the difference is, is the gimmick, right, of Fighting February is that we were supposed to get pay per view quality main event matches the entire month of February. And we did. And we did not. The first episode was great. Set the bar high. So we will, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm ready for next week's episode of TV. I almost watched it right after I watched this one. Yeah, cause, um, yeah. So I think it's Red Dragon versus CNC next week. You said there's three title matches this month, so um, the dude's got to defend his title, so. We've got, you know, Briscoe, Matt Hardy's going to be coming up. We've got tag title match. Oh, that's right. It's Briscoe and Matt Hardy. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Not excited, so we shall see. Um, yeah, uh, great episode of TV. Um, I know it's kind of short this week, but uh, we both enjoyed it. Like I said, I mean, Will texted me on Monday. He's like, holy shit, this rules on my death. No kidding. So yeah, I watched it Thursday, Thursday morning. So yeah, hopefully yeah, it was. I was pleased with it. I, you know, like we said, like best episode of the year. The bar really hasn't been that high. There hasn't been that episode. Like, right? There's the, the storylines are just kind of they're all so kind of stale at this point, right? Yeah. So it was kind of nice to have like that freshness where it's like we didn't have like the kind of like the bigger through line storylines other than like the the Nigel bit with when Scum came out and the Team Ring of Honor came out, you know. But we got like that interpersonal stuff. We got Silas Young calling out this young talent. We got Matt Taven kind of for the most part standing on his own two feet. Yeah. And Eddie Edwards looked really good in that match. Edwards, oh, he's good. Just he's got the personality of a cardboard bag, you know. I do, I do. Yeah, like I said, that's that finishing that leg sweep into the thing was amazing. So. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, Will. Uh, do you got anything else before we pull this train to the station here? Nope. Just as always, thank you to the. Shining Wizards and the Wizards Network for hosting the show. Thank you to VGM for being the day one hosts of the show. Um, very cool roster of shows on both networks. So I, I would encourage people to dabble and peruse through both rosters. Yeah. And uh, thank you to Rob, Untanking the Territory, Gator Golf Extraordinaire. <laughs> for his questions. Thank you, Freeds, for your questions. And as always, thank you to Brendan uh, for being the, the... There's nothing official about him being the third man, but he's pretty much the third man, right? You know, if, Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. We're, 
me and you are the Scott Hall and the Kevin Nash. Brendan's Brendan's the Hulk Hogan. In more ways than one. People say Brendan should have his own show. I mean, deep down, this might be Brendan's show. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, yeah, definitely kind of took a different. I mean, uh, he he himself has fessed up that he only listens to hear the answer to his question. He's 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 pulling the strings. Like he just needs to hear what he needs to hear. Moving on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, show it to Brendan. So, uh, but yeah, he's all over the fucking place. So. Yep, hear him, hear him on Nattering with E. Check him out. You know, become a patron for the the Wizards podcast. He's been doing the 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 extra episodes for the three dollar not patrons. Yeah. Um, so he's been kind of like mediating like Q and A's, taking part in some other stuff. And Brendan's like he's he's just a fountain of knowledge. Yeah, he knows so much, and he's so funny. Yeah, and this episode, and he's great. Um. Yeah, so I'm actually having Brundon on tomorrow uh, with Brett. We're going to do a, um, a mental health talk. So that's actually going to drop before this episode. Uh, but that episode has not been recorded. But high fivers. Uh, please do make sure you check out that episode. Um, you know, it's going to, it's, you know, not might not be as fun and jovial as the Ring of Honor Reverie is or any other shows, but it might be something uh, that people need to hear. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that and dreading for that tomorrow altogether. But, uh, yeah, runs the man, so looking forward to that. So, and thank you everyone for checking out the show. If this is your first time, thank you for checking us out. Uh, you know, if you want to leave comments on on the episode after you listen, that'd be really cool. If you want to share it, it'd be even better. If you want to follow us on Twitter at roh revelry, uh, Tom made a Facebook page or a Facebook account rather. Um, I started looking at setting up an Instagram for the show. The handle is available. It's just, uh, I might have to just set it up on a computer so it doesn't force me to connect it to my uh, personal accounts. Yeah. Um, even though who knows, I mean, I, I like my personal Insta a little more. My personal Twitter might go away just because, you know, it's, it doesn't get a whole lot of traction and I could, I mean, my, my personal account and the, the, the Twitter account. Don't follow. There's not a whole lot of differences, so. <laughs> Very true. So, well, Will, thank you for uh, for putting up with me for these 80 past episodes, and you know, hopefully, we've got 80 more plus more to go. So, you know, we've got oh, we, a- we got a lot to go. We, I mean, we didn't before it gets really thin. So, Punishment Martinez won the Money in the Bank contract. So, true. Yeah, former Ring of Honor star, former Ring of Honor TV title holder. Uh, formerly known as Punishment Martinez, uh, Damian Priest. So kudos to him. Uh, great match, and I, I hate. I, I actually watched both uh, Money in the Bank matches. Punishment Martinez is such a better name than Damian Priest. Yeah, but you can market Damian Priest better. Maybe we can force that. WWE probably would have called him like Punishment. The old terrorizing gimmick. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to pull, pull us in, but thank you, everybody. We'll talk to everybody next week. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.